the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I'm John. And today it's episode 13 and part 3 of The Ultimate Doom. Revival. And the subtitle, Revival. The voiceover this week was the exact same voiceover word for word from last uh, last episode, um, but this time they tack a bit on about Spike traveling to Cybertron so he can save Sparky, but Sparky gives up Spike to the Decepticons. They did this before. They they made off a spark plug before. Why not just grab him and book it again? Like, he's by himself. <laughs> yeah, they, they just stand there and are like, oh no, what are we going to do? Dad, I love you! And then the, the Decepticons show up and just start... Blasted shit up. <laughs> Bumblebee turns around and runs straight into Shockwave's leg. Like, <laughs> how did Shockwave sneak in here? Like, he's not exactly small. Like, <laughs> and if he was standing there all this time, why didn't he shoot them? Like, he was waiting for his dramatic reveal. Well, yeah. actually, because then was it Megatron or Soundwave who was going to shoot? Oh no, Shockwave comes in and he's going to shoot Spike uh, after Sparky stops him from getting away and Braun jumps in front of that laser blast and takes yeah, it. If you're, if you're a fan of Braun, this is like his best episode. <laughs> it, yeah, it actually was. He, he, uh, he's, he's balls out for a lot of this. And then he pulls a classic, classic Autobot move. He picks up an iron girder to use as a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> and Shockwave shuts that down pretty yeah, damn but- quick. At, at, at this point, uh, Shockwave is like, capture Spike. Like, two seconds ago, he was going to shoot him. Now, if yeah. a blast from Shockwave's gun can knock Braun on his ass and melt his steel beam, it would have cremated Spike instantly. Like, why did he change his mind? Like, So Shockwave blows up the Iron Girder Club, and then Skyfire arrives and is joined by Wheeljack <laughs> and a bunch of the Autobots, and uh, they pretty much drive away. Did you notice in this fight? There's a scene where it shows Skyfire standing there. He's not even looking at the Decepticons, but there's all these laser blasts going past them. He's just ignoring it. It's like, how can they not hit something that big, that close? They like, they really set him up as really <laughs> tough so that he can take a lot of hits so that when he does get knocked out of the air or something, he's like, oh, my God, that must have been powerful. But, yeah, he just does not give a shit here. So they shockwave blast a giant Whoa. hole in the wall. And Skyfire zips out, and they all start driving and flying away, and they get trailed by the a couple of the jets that I didn't recognize. And yeah, I think it's some, just the generic uh, yeah, some pyramid ge- jets, triangle jets, whatever we're going to call them. They, they reuse a clip from the very first episode, too. Oh, did one, they? Really? Yeah, I one, totally yeah, missed one that. one little clip of them flying. That's anyway, the Autobots make it to Wheeljack's workshop, and suddenly Bumblebee has a disc with the Decepticons mind control program. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, you, I found this. The entire time we were going, hey, how are they doing what they're doing? He just hid this. Yeah, I found it. Just now, yeah, honest. <laughs> yeah, just found it, swear to God. So uh, now the Autobots know how Dr. Arkaville is controlling humans, and uh, then we go to one of the greatest shots <laughs> in the history of television. Surf's up. <laughs> Big Kahuna! It's, it's the Autobots, and they're surfing. They're surfing a tidal wave. 
I mean, as picture that in your mind, dear listener, and that's as awesome as it is. <laughs> and like they, they detect there's a tidal wave coming up behind them, and Prime's like, nah, it's fine. As long as we stay ahead of it, it'll get us there faster. It's like, no, okay, that's kind of the, the problem, right? You might want to keep ahead of this thing, but there's this really awesome scene. It's straight out of school, but you might as well put Shaggy on the on the surfboard <laughs> when Blue Street goes past. He's like, gangway! It's a tidal wave! Like, it's the exact same voice. It well, really it's was. the same actor, yeah, but Fair yeah, it, you could have put Shaggy in there instead of Blue Street. But even before there's a tidal wave, they're surfing a giant wave, and then just, mm. it's the same wave keeps coming up on them, and now it's a tidal wave! And uh, <laughs> Optimus says, this is gonna get us directly to Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But even though yeah. in a bit, uh, one of them, other Jazz or Ironhide, points out, well, where is there? Yeah. <laughs> How are we getting there or something? But so they we go now to where Megatron is, and Doctor <laughs> Archiville is completing this funnel structure that's going to trap the tidal wave and generate a bunch of power, and there Megatron's going to steal that. Yeah, look at the size of this thing, though. I mean, I, I know. Megatron's getting free labor from his slaves, but I mean, this is the kind of thing that would take months to build. Like you don't do this in a weekend. No. <laughs> this entire trilogy has just given the finger (laughs) to physics and reality like more so than any other episodes this season this three-parter has just been like yeah fuck it we i don't care i really (laughs) don't care what about gravity i don't care (laughs) what about reality i don't care uh, Dr. Archiville is all worried that there's uh, the uh, a the structure isn't strong enough, and b all the his all that his slaves or all of his slaves are going to die when the tidal wave hits. Yeah, it. but uh, finally you actually see some genuine cruelty on behalf of the Decepticons here towards humans. Like just to be a dick, Rumble trips one of them and then points a gun yeah. at him and says, "Get up!" Then Starscream's like, "Who cares what happens to slaves?" And Megatron's like, "I don't care if they drown. Whatever, we'll get more." Next episode when Starscream starts to really mess with uh, oh, Dr. Yeah. Archiville. Uh, yeah, the next one's actually a really dark. Yeah, I was gonna say it gets a little show. dark. So what happens? Oh yeah, so they they don't care. The uh, Decepticons don't care that the humans are gonna die, and uh, then the Autobots arrive in the next wave, and commercial break. When we come back, <laughs> exactly what Doctor Archiville said: the entire generator just collapses. <laughs> the thing's just totaled. <laughs> oh yeah, in one go. And and this was like this was Optimus's plan. Your <laughs> plan was to what? Just hope that you'd lock out. Otherwise, you would have gotten chewed up by this generator. Anyway, yeah. he lucked out. And uh, they're fine. All the Autobots are fine. They're fine. Jazz points. Like, Prowl's... He's talking with Sideswipe's voice, too. He's worried that, like, with this much energy that Megatron has in his starship now, because Megatron booked it, uh, he can't be defeated or whatever. And Jazz is like, yeah, worry later, man, because we got to rescue these humans. And they're, like, all over the place. So they're just kind of hanging out now. So, like, are... Did they regain their minds? Like, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, even especially later in this episode, there's this whole big moment where wait, are they slaves still or not? They're, yeah, again, big f you to any kind of reality here, even continuity f you. Uh, but one of the humans who's hanging is Doctor Archiville, and yeah, like he's God's, calling from Megatron. I know, and, and like, like Godzilla coming out of the water, Starscream. But like two minutes him. ago, he was like, maybe I should join with Starscream instead of Megatron. That's a good point. Yeah, he did but have there, a, a. There's a bit thoughts. of a schism between Megatron and Starscream, and mm-hmm. like the three of them are all kind of pulling three different directions here. So, and as bad as Megatron is, Archiville's going to find out that like Megatron has at least some tiny. Tiny, itty bitty, little smidgen of morality, which we'll yeah. see in the next episode. Uh, but Starscream comes up, grabs him, and whoosh, away they go. Uh, throws him in the cockpit and flies off. 
<laughs> so now we go to Megatron flying across the ocean in his starship, which mm-hmm. is now gray with a big red spot on it. Yeah, yeah, they got a paint job from purple to gray, uh, mid-flight. And the viewfinder are talking about the energon cubes and things like that. And uh, viewfinder asks him, what do we do with Dr. Arkaville? And Megatron's like, ah, he's of no further use. Yeah, it doesn't But care. he also mentions that he left Starscream behind at the sea final to be ready for the next tidal wave. Like... Megatron saw what happened to this thing. It's yeah. totaled. Like, what does he expect Starscream to do? Like, get out the toolbox and some crack fill and just. Yeah, it's it's again the plant. The plant doesn't make sense. The continuity doesn't make sense. The physics don't make sense. <laughs> this whole trilogy three parter does not make sense. Where are we here? What happened? Oh yeah, we were talking. Oh yeah, Megatron like, says screw you to Arkaville. Mm. And then on Cybertron, the Autobots who are there yeah, contact the, Optimus. Amazingly, Wheeljack built a little thing. It looks like a looks like a cat carrier, actually. If I had to pick a description oh, of what it looks like, I thought it looked like one of those old time, old school projectors that you would bring. Oh, the teacher yeah. would bring into your class and yeah. set up on a desk in the middle of the classroom. Yeah, I remember those. They have this device. It's going to inhibit Arkville's mind control. Uh, and then Spike gets caught by Shockwave pretty damn quick. Well, yeah, it's like he sneaks in by himself, but it seems like he's by himself. Yeah, but that's obviously. Is this all part of a, a setup to try and. But so Shockwave just grabs Spike and he's holding him up by his shirt and he's like, uh, Where are the Autobot friends? Because he knows he couldn't have got in here on his own. And uh, Sparkplug is like, Oh, I'm down here, Spike. Because Spike's like, Where's my dad? And like, I'm down here. And he walks into the room and he's got his hands behind his back and you find out why in a minute. But, uh, and. He says, you know, tell him what he wants to know and be one of us. And Shockwave's pointing his gun at him and everything else. Yeah. And he drops him for like 20 feet in the air. Yeah. And finally, a human is obviously having a hard time getting up after falling from <laughs> such a ridiculous height. Now Shockwave orders Sparkplug to kill him. Because all yeah. of a sudden, he's got like a Walter PPK in his hand. Like, where'd you get that on Cybertron? I wouldn't put it past him that it was a, another Transformer. But it's like an actual gun. This was where it starts yeah. to get even more dark. That he was like, oh, hey... This dad's going to have to kill his boy. And he has yeah. that uh, uh moment. And then the Autobots show up and use the device on Soul Spark. Yeah, because uh, he's like, we're, we're your Autobot friends. And like you hear Veron's voice like, right here, shockwave. And like, like turn around and here's the Autobots. Okay. <laughs> All of the Decepticons had their backs to the Autobots. I mean, Sparkplug <laughs> was looking right at them, but he doesn't. He literally doesn't know what planet he's on. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can have that one. And uh, why didn't they attack when... Uh, it's like, man, it's it, everybody yeah. has to announce they come into the room or something. Like, why don't they just release doves or something? Like, <laughs> it's and it is, yeah. It's just it's it's dumb. It makes no sense. They lost the entire element of surprise and only came in after the bad guys have two guns pointed at Spike. But the classroom projector cat cage works and. um Braun takes out Shockwave. Yeah, but do you notice the amount of covering fire the Autobots lay down here? It is obscene. When they're like, like, run for it! And and they're shooting and shooting at something off screen. I was like, okay, obviously more Decepticons have shown up. No, it's just Shockwave (laughs) behind a desk. That's it. So uh, the Jets uh, come in and they chase the Autobots and then the (laughs) Skyfire takes them out and picks up the Autobots. And uh, they leave Cybertron and Spike and Spark, you're all good again. And then I, I think it was Braun. They have a they have a little moment. And Braun goes, "Yeah, it's mushy, but true." Yeah, but yeah, you even uh, I think in the last episode you, you said this line. I'm like, man, that's in the next episode. But you never quit on the people you love. I'm like, that that is oh, actually is that, literally is, what Spike say says. Yeah. 
so we go back to Earth, and the uh, Optimus and the Autobots are actually all spying on the Decepticon spaceship, which is parked. I guess they caught up to them. Yeah, on an island. How did, yeah. did the Autobots get there? Did, did more surfing? Like- more <laughs> surfing or, or driving on the water with the hydrofoils, or yeah. in a few episodes, a Mirage is flying again, so it doesn't even matter. But uh, Starscream is... He's got the humans loading up Energon on this under the ship, and Starscream is while uh, Megatron's doing that. Starscream has got Doctor Arkville some device hooked up to him. Yeah, they're just like ten feet away in the bushes. It's like- <laughs> and he wants to suck the power from his brain, which he says will power his own conquest to rule the galaxy. Well, no, I think he just says that there's not enough in his feeble, primitive brain or whatever to fill one Energon cube. How am I ever going to come up with enough by oh. doing it this way? So I'm like. How did he not see that that was going to be a problem? I mean, Starscream's not that stupid. So, uh, anyway, Megatron comes up and says, I'm going to terminate you. Commercial break. And then uh, when we come back, Skywarp, I think it was Skywarp, calls in. He's like, like, Megatron, there's a problem. And the, the slaves are coming out of the uh, starship with, with the Energon cubes. Because before this, you saw Mirage turn invisible and leave the Autobots. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. see what I can do. He always sounds like he's tired. <laughs> and then he reappears at the you know, eventually at the top of the ramp into the thing. And he's like, oh, well, here, Megatron or whatever. It's like, why reveal yourself? Why not Again, stay yeah. invisible? He, but that's kind of his thing. I'm going to get into a key place and then basically appear and go, ha ha, suck my dick. That's like he does that every time. <laughs> he did it back when the uh, he arrived in the Decepticon spaceship. He was like, "Hey, hey, Decepticons, eat a dick," and then fuck the shit up. I mean, it never really says why they're turning around. Like, is Mirage just in there, literally turning them around and making them walk the other way, or, like, or making a mirage of it? Anyway, a hologram. Either yeah. way, uh, the Autobots jump out and have them surrounded. And Optimus says, "Now with the human slaves out of the way, we can attack." But then later on. Mm. <laughs> Skyfire arrives with Wheeljack, who is the cat carrier, and then they save the humans. So yeah, exactly. It's like they're they're not in the starship anymore, but they're still in the area. Yeah, Optimus takes out Thundercracker. Rumble takes out Mirage. A giant gunfight ensues. Yeah. But uh, and then Prowl's like, uh, before they're like, we're outnumbered. No, you're not. Count yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> much. You're, yeah, the Decepticons <laughs> are outnumbered. It's, and then even more so when Skyfire arrives. So Wheeljack he frees the slaves. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounded bad. Wheeljack stops the mind control of the of Doctor Arkaville's mind slaves. And then uh, Bumblebee avoids Rumble's attack by swinging on a vine. We don't. Let's not even go into that Tarzan <laughs> shit. And like, then what's the vine made I know, of? Like, what I kind of plant? Reinforced celery string. Yeah. Apparently, that's really strong. Uh, so Optimus and Megatron square off, and then Megatron's like, "Hey, dude, behind you! Seriously, look!" And <laughs> a huge tidal wave that is so big it could wipe out life across the globe. Yeah, and like it shows the other ones fighting, like Wheeljack and Skywarp are grappling, and Thundercrackers fighting with Prowl or something like that, or Prowl and uh, Starscream are fighting, and like they all turn around and look, like. Why doesn't one of them at least sucker punch the other guy who turns around? That would have been, if you had done three shots of they look, they look, they look, and then Bronze sucker punches somebody. In the midst of this tidal wave, uh, Megatron takes off and, like, leaves the other Decepticons, does he? Yeah, he just, uh, screw it, I'm getting out of here. And And Thundercracker's like, this is only line in the whole episode is, Megatron's leaving without us, and then the Decepticons take off after him. Spike has the idea to shoot... uh, 
to shoot Cybertron out of the orbit of Earth. And Prowl's like, that would take however many billion astroliters of energy that he's I'm surprised it's not four <laughs> like, microseconds of energy or uh, yeah, whatever their like time a, limit is. The leader is not a unit of energy, Prowl. But, you uh, do yeah. you, Prowl. You do you. So they, but they, what they do is they get, this is like the only thing that was a module, like moderately plausible idea is that, hey, we don't have enough energy, but let's blow up the Energon inside Megatron's ship, and that'll have enough energy to push Cybertron out of the way, but apparently not hurt Earth yeah, at all. Like, Sir Isaac Newton would have kittens, oh, man. Like spinning <laughs> in his grave. Uh, anyway, the, so the tidal wave dissipates, and then um, Spike and Optimus sum up their adventure. Oh, wasn't it great? Sure was fun. And out in space, Megatron drifts by, and he's not dead yet, motherfuckers. <laughs> Okay, so I touched on it a couple times so far in this episode. It's the element of surprise, and nobody is using it. Like, the, the shockwave sneaks up on the Autobots. He has to announce he's there before they have to... He, he's discovered before he does anything. And then the Autobots sneak up on the Decepticons, and they don't do anything until they announce that they're there. Mirage, of all people, or all people, all Autobots, sneaks up behind Megatron and turns visible again before shooting. He doesn't even shoot. He's just like, hello, here, Megatron, or whatever he says. But the one character that actually used the element of surprise was Rumble, and he did it to Mirage. Like, just think about that for a second. This is like Yosemite Sam getting the drop. And that's the end to uh, the Ultimate Doom Part 3 Revival. And the Ultimate Doom trilogy, as Thank it were. It's God. Done and over with, and Sir Isaac Newton can roll back over his grave yeah, and definitely go back to low point of the season. He's doing. <laughs> um, so if you have made it this far and you survived the Ultimate Doom with us, maybe check us out on uh, Twitter. It's at John Soby and at P McPherson1. Uh, or you can look us up on the old iTunes store. Or, I mean, if you're listening, you've already found us in iTunes. So maybe leave a review. Yeah, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, I guess that's next. That's it. So next time we're we're out of this trilogy, uh, that's me throwing the script away, and um, we're doing countdown to extinction. Uh, we see the Dinobots again, if only for a second. Yeah. Yay, Dinobots! <laughs> okay, I'll see you. See you next time, Paul. All right, we'll talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>